Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we are finishing Anna's current unit on movie novelizations with the novelization of Wonder Woman by Nancy Holder. What do you think of this one, Anna? I was, I mean, I knew, I was kind of predisposed to like this one, right? Mm. Because I did like the Wonder Woman movie. Mm. Um, I liked, I liked it. I think. Yes. I think I can confidently say I liked this. Um, There was a lot of action. There was a lot of, um, like, I like the interior monologues that we got in this. And um, like I said, I already knew I was going to like it because I liked the movie. (laughs) It was a little bit redundant, I guess, um, reading something that you've already seen. So I'm wondering, like, you know, movie novelizations, on books that are, I'm sorry, movie novelizations for movies I haven't seen yet might be, might be more the route to go in the future. Cause this does feel a little redundant, but I mean, this movie came out five years ago ish, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Came out in 2017. Like I know yeah. I looked up the dates because I wanted to see the publication date versus the release date. And mm-hmm, it was like mm-hmm. the same week basically. So. Oh wow. They timed it well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, I had forgotten kind of what happened in parts of it. But how about you? What did you I think? feel like I had the opposite reaction. You didn't like it? <sighs> Here's, okay. It's I'm, the action scenes, huh? Well, it's the action scenes, yes. And I want to give, you know, like full credit, I guess, to the book or like take marks off to me. As you know, <laughs> I'm currently changing careers and that also involves changing the hours that I am awake. Yes. Um, so I'm very sleepy, and I found this book very boring. And I don't know if that's because I'm very gotcha. sleepy or because the book was very boring. Um, I felt like things that I didn't have issues with when I watched the movie, I had more of an issue with reading the book because I had more time to simmer on it, you know? That is true. Um, whereas, like, in the movie, it's like, oh, uh, how are they – how is this one considered a sister if they all were created by, okay, doesn't matter. We're moving on to the next thing. <laughs> In the the book, they're spending so much time ruminating on stuff that I'm just like, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> what you've done. Let's not dwell on these these things yeah. in the book. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fair. The And I think, like you said, the action scenes, I'm just not interested in reading action scenes. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever going to change. <sighs> yeah, it's it's hard to stay invested in one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, the author of this book, had you, have you read anything else by her? Um, no, but I saw that she was like... Um, like she had a lot of um book cred like mm-hmm. has won awards i think i want to say edgar's maybe yeah it was something like that but yeah, she i can't remember nancy holder author she wrote a lot of um i guess buffy and like other tv show i guess novelizations oh, she's or won Bram stoker awards okay okay similar you know horror movie yeah, um yeah. horror movie horror horror author is edgar's a an award or did i make don't it know up? you might have made it up <laughs> That's cool for me. I feel like it should be called like a maybe. Mm, I'm about to look this up now too. This is a Google heavy episode. Off the yeah, top. right out the gate. 
Edgar Award. Yeah, there are Edgar Awards. Okay. Okay, okay what are they? Are they for books? Uh, they honor the best in mystery fiction. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, anyway. because of the guy. Yeah, because of the guy. Right. You know, you know who I'm talking about. The, yeah, the guy. The pre-Sherlock. Yeah. Baby yeah. Sherlock. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Edgar Allan Poe, famous author of the Baby Sherlock story. Yeah. A pup named Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> precious um no i was just gonna say i think i read some of her books as a kid because uh she was also one of the authors who wrote that series of i think it's it's either called like retold or once upon a time or something it's like Mm -hmm. fairy tales retold they're very short little mass market paperbacks and they had like all of them at my library um, and I love those as a kid. called Wicked, maybe? No, that's she oh. also wrote that, and I saw that all the time, but that is not the thing mm-hmm. I'm talking about. It was like an anthology series with, like, different authors, uh. but it was, like, four or five different authors, and they kept redoing ones. Um, so she wrote a couple of those, I think, because I was like, this name sounds very familiar. Um, but, yeah, she also wrote that Wicked series, which was, like, low-grade popular at the time I was coming up, I feel like. I definitely remember seeing it, like, at Barnes & Noble, but I never read it. Gotcha. I read a Buffy book, but it wasn't the one that she wrote. Which Buffy book did you read? Uh, The Lost Slayer. The Lost Slayer. Was it like, now I'm curious, was it based on like an episode or was it like a spinoff? I'm looking into this now. I think it's an alternate timeline. Oh, fun. Situation. And it goes into the future. I, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I think I still own this book at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? I think I'm, next time I'm there, I'm going to take it home with me and we're going to read it for the podcast. Fantastic. <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah, good, good. Um, Around Christmas time then. <laughs> so, see, that would be such a good segue into what else are you reading? But first we have to ask, would you recommend this book to anybody else? Oh, yeah, I think I would. Um, I mean, clearly, if you are not someone who wants to watch the superhero movies for some reason and would but rather do read, want to read them, them, but not I mean, in comic book thing. form. It's a weird thing to want to be like, hey, you should read the novelization instead of the original form this media was put into. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I mean, it was like... It's just like a fast read. Like I think it took me as long as long to read this as it does to watch the movie. So like mm-hmm. it wasn't really a big chore or anything. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and it's completely inoffensive. I think it's just it's 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 entertaining. Um, but you know, is that because we like the movie or we like the comics? I don't know. Hard to say. Hard to divorce those two. Yeah, I guess if you are a real big fan of Wonder Woman, but you just saw mm. the Gal Gadot Imagine video and were like, I simply cannot watch anything with Gal Gadot <laughs> in it anymore. Then you could read this book, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very fair. <laughs> or if you watch, like, 1984 first for some mm, reason. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Or if you just get too horny for Chris Pine and you're just like, I can't. I can't make it through the movie. I can't. I need to. I can only read about him. He's really not described at all in this, no. except for the fact he has blue eyes. So, just need to keep it chased between me and Trevor. <laughs> me and Steve, who I always get confused because I'm always like, oh yeah, Steve Rogers, you know. And so this is like the DC MCU crossover <laughs> for me in my mind. I'm like, yeah, Chris Evans runs around in this one too. <laughs> yeah, this is like not an original take at all, but absolutely, it's like Steve first name 
uh, for a last name who's played by a Chris and mm-hmm. is in more timeies, old timeies. Like it's yeah. very there's a lot They're of very parallels. That uh, oh, what's it called? That pie not pie chart. Semicolon. That's not Venn it. diagram. Thank you. That. <laughs> What was semicolon? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. The semicolon that shows how these two... I mean, I guess, like, whatever. (laughs) That... (laughs) Look, I was going to say that Venn diagram is basically a circle, but... Yes, the semicolon is basically just a circle. The the semicolon is a colon. ...below below it. But we all know it means two independent variables in the same sentence. Yeah. That's what I meant. not variables, because that's science. (laughs) Clauses? Yep, thank you. This We're is, both in a mood today. This is the episode that someone is, if we ever get any sort of traction, that mm-hmm. someone will cut this part of us talking and be like, I don't understand why people like these two idiots. They're so dumb. They're so dumb. <laughs> I swear, I do. <laughs> I minored in linguistics. I know what I'm talking about sometimes with linguistics. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's just also I'm married to a scientist, so it's like, you know. The two cross the two genders, the two genders, scientists Scientist and linguists. Or linguist. I mean, truly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So now let's talk about what else we've read. So I've been reading. Uh, I started reading this book that uh, our mutual friend Lori recommended to me mm-hmm. called. Uh, the Magicians and Mrs. Quint by Galen Beckett, but I have not finished it, so I can't say if it's good or not. But it's like a Jane Austen esque sort of um, comedy of manners, I guess is what that would be called. Uh, okay. But also, there's magic involved and shenanigans are happening. But it's like really slow burn on that. Like I'm about a third of the way through, and it's just kind of picking up on the magic stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also read this week a graphic novel that just came out. Um, called Squire by Sarah Alfeji and Nadia Shamas, which is like this girl uh, growing up in an empire, all uh, fictional, um, like sort of high fantasy, but not really because there's no like magic. It's just alternate universe with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Swana inspired sort of setting. That sounds cool. Yeah. And she joins this army because she's like, I want to be a hero and then slowly becomes disillusioned with it. And uh, it was really good. Uh, quick read. Uh, you know, it's a graphic novel, so yeah, usually those are pretty quick reads. That. But had, like, a lot of uh, depth and definitely had some things to say. Um, and I also just really loved the color palette of it. Um, maybe check that out if you like yeah. graphic novels. Uh, how about you? What have you been reading? I don't remember if I've already mentioned this on the podcast. I haven't been doing a lot of reading lately. Uh, we traveled for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't, like, read very well on the road. Um, but I did read a while back The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. And I'm sorry if I did already mention that mm. on the podcast. I don't, I don't think, think I did. you have. Yeah. I think I read it while I was reading The Subtle Knife. So, yeah. Um, and you know what? For it being Raylo fic and for it being a professor <laughs> grad student thing, which I'm super not here for because I'm married to a college professor. So it's kind of it gets a little bit weird. I fucking love this and I hate that I did, but it was so good from page one, sucked in, um, would recommend I just, I know it's, everybody loves it, and that is making mm. me not want to read it, which yes. is my I own I owned problem. it for over a year before I read it, I think. Like, mm-hmm. when did this come out? I've owned it since it came out. 
Um, but I just now read it because I did not want to do the hype thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't want to fall for the hype. But then mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. That's a silly reason not to read something, right? It was a very quick read. Like mm-hmm. I read it in one sitting and it's Grumpy Sunshine. Mm. And I'm assuming Guy is Grumpy Girl Sunshine or Flip? Yeah, Kylo Ren is Grumpy and Rey yeah, Skywalker is Sunshine. <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing. I wouldn't consider Rey Sunshine. but mm, She's very much so in this one. I see. One. I see. Yeah. Um, I also haven't seen the third Star Wars movie and refuse to acknowledge its existence. So maybe she's very sunshiny uh, well, spoilers, in that one. spoilers. She changes her name to Rey Skywalker. I mean, I am aware of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it starts off fake relationship. Um you know, it's just good. I liked it. Um, I didn't expect to like it, but I did. I loved it. Um, and then I also have, I, I got this from the library and meant to read it while we were traveling. But like I said, I'm just, I'm bad at reading while traveling. Um, All of Us Villains by Amanda Foodie and Christine Lynn Herman. I think it's like, um, basically, if Hunger Games was written better and also queer. Wow. <laughs> A strong stance there. I mean, we have to admit, like, Hunger Games, it was good. And it really, like, influenced a lot at the time mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, like, where YA publishing was headed with all the dystopia. Um, and it, and the movies I will always love. But was it written well? No. <laughs> I feel like I don't have a strong enough stance on Hunger Games one way or another mm-hmm. to really uh, defend or agree. I feel like I would have gotcha. to reread them before... Okay. Before I came down on either side. My next unit is the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games. Okay, great. Just period. That's it. My next unit is the Hunger Games novelizations. So. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I like it. Okay. I wonder how different they are. <laughs> do they do novelizations for things that were based on books? I mean, they did a novelization for a thing that was based on a comic book. And yeah, they but did... a comic book is like... Yeah, it's it's drawing from yeah. a lot of things. They did yeah, a novelization of a thing that was based on definitely real history with Braveheart. Yes, <laughs> by a real actual descendant of William yes, Watson. Yes, yes. But it, it was based on the poem, so that's kind of a that's book. That's kind of. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a book? What? Is, yeah, what is book? What is narrative? Who is to what is say story? what makes up a book? Hard to say. Is it? That's when I. That's the book I wanted to read, though. So if I read it uh, between now and the next recording, okay, don't mention it. Okay, all right? just if I talk about it again, who cares? You guys are here twice. <laughs> uh, awesome, fantastic, cool, super, amazing, scrumptious. What? <laughs> trying to think of positive Sexy. adjectives. Orny. <laughs> tantalizing <laughs> i think this is just another version of that the game word game playing. yeah 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 you all know like the tiktok trend where you like count to three and say the same word at the same we'll try to say the same here, word at the same here. time you all know if we'll, you're on TikTok. we'll do it and that'll be the outtake okay all right <laughs> this could be a long outtake though <laughs> i believe in We're us. famously not good at this <laughs> and have fun syncing it up by the way yeah all right <laughs> okay. um all right. One, One two, two, three. three. Dice. Blanket. Okay. Dice. Um. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, sort of. <laughs> okay. Uh, One, two, three. Felt. Patchwork. Oh. oh. 
Yours is better. I was thinking like a dice box. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 One, One two, two, three. three. Quilt. Quilt. Yay! See, we did it. We're so good. <laughs> That's the best we've done. It. <laughs> no, we did it in two turns the one time. Oh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now you know. Uh, <laughs> and with that two and that three, that brings our average to somewhere around 17. Yes, we're so good. <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about Wonder Woman though. Let's do it. Let's talk about how wondrous she is. She's wondrous and amazing and all those other adjectives we said. Fabulous. Scrumptious. Horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. A little bit. I mean, she does fall in love with the first man she meets in her entire goddamn life. She does, but is it a horny sort of love? Yes. Mm. See, I feel like it's more they of do like fuck. Do they? The book implies that they fuck. It like lightly implies. I don't think they That's do. That's all I need to know. I don't that think they, they do. I think it's just like, hey, Let's we see. acknowledge we're into each other. I don't think they actually fuck. It's at the end of a chapter, but I don't know which chapter. Well, tell you what, let's uh, get into the summary and we will revisit whether or not they fuck when we get to that point in the book. I got it. Okay, okay, okay. Because I did write in my notes and then they fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it, maybe I was just bored, not paying enough attention. But <laughs> Oh, I found it. I found it. Can okay. I read it? Okay. Um, beneath the gentle snowfall, they walked back to the inn. Then up the well-worn stairs, which creaked like the wood of a ship, almost floating, Steve opened the door and Diana walked into the room. I was like, when books describe someone as floating, I always imagine Pepe Le Pew. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Valid. A fire flickered in the grate. He followed in, then reached for the doorknob to leave, paused. She was looking at him intently, expectantly. She was inviting him. He shut the door behind himself and faced her. The firelight played over the hollow of her face, her hair, her eyes, so beautiful. She reached up with both hands to run her fingers through his damp hair. She pulled him to her mouth to mouth in the most perfect gentle kiss. Amazon princess, soldier, champions. This was not about that. This was about love and goodness. They would not wait for this evil war to be over. This was their time. Their pact was made. See, they fucked or Steve is now a warlock for Diana. Here's my here's my counter argument with this. I don't think they fucked. I think they just made out because I think that uh they're That's just... tragic then, because that means Wonder Woman is still a virgin. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You can be a virgin. It for... is when you live forever and you only love one man that whole time. <laughs> well, my point that I was trying to make is I felt that Wonder Woman was aggressively not horny in this book, that her like attraction to Steve was romantic, but not particularly sexually charged. Kind and I don't like know if that... she didn't know what was going on at all. Yes, like, there's like, that too. But I also think it might be because uh, Holder typically writes for a YA audience mm. and that this was very like YA talk, like especially it didn't like... didn't have the YA feel to it, didn't it? Uh-huh. Like early, like early aughts YA, right? Yeah. Of we don't talk about sex. We don't talk mm-hmm. about sex. Se- no. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, that was my vibe with this. I felt okay, like it okay. was almost aggressively unhorny in its mm. <laughs> description of Wonder Woman. Fair. Um, I do I do dislike the idea of Diana just waiting for all eternity 
for Steve to come back. And then they do that weird sex scene in 1984 that's kind of like, I have a lot of complaints about this. Mm-hmm. One of the primary reasons why I did not feel I wanted to watch that movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It, was, it made a lot of choices. Um, and I think it's just because Patty Jenkins was not involved. Mm. Um, cool. They may or may not have fucked. What is certain, though, is that Diana is the patron for Warlock Steve. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. We can start at the beginning of the book now, though, I suppose. A very good place to start. <laughs> we begin. Diana... She's young. She's a child. She grows up on this super secret island. I can't pronounce for the life of me. And I wasn't about to go watch the movie again to learn how to pronounce it. So what's it called, Em? Themyscira, maybe. Themyscira? Could be wrong. I just, mm. how that's how I was pronouncing it in my head. It makes better sense than what I was saying. In my the Themyscira. Yeah, something like that. Like, let me look at it again. Listen, there's not a lot of notes for this one, so we can we've got some time to fill. I'm not gonna look up the mascara pronunciations. Hold on. See, you took Greek. I did. I wasn't good at it. That's okay. I also <laughs> don't know that the mascara is actually Greek. Mm. I think it might be is like it made up fantasy word. Comic yeah, comic book Greek. Gotcha. Temescara is what Temescara? Temescara. Temescara, like I the mean, river Thomas. Hop, hop online and tell us how wrong we are. I know we got DC fans out there. The mascara. Yeah, okay. So some people are doing it with a TH. Some are doing it with a T. t- I'm uh, going to do it with the T because it sounds more pretentious. Fancy? Okay, cool. Yeah. Temascara. They grew. She grew up on the island of Temascara, which is like basically this heaven on earth that was created for the Amazons by Zeus to like hide them away forever um, as a reward for them helping Zeus almost kill Ares. It's a whole thing. Mm. A thing that I hated. <laughs> it was weird. It was because like, okay, so if we're going to if we're going to say there is some sort of pantheon here where Zeus mm. is the head of the pantheon, why is Artemis an an Amazonian wi- warrior? Yeah, I wasn't sure if she was just supposed to be like named after the like goddess Artemis or if she was supposed to be that like very confusing yeah. very confusing like Antiope yeah and I mean I think Antiope Hi- Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Hippolyta is Hippolyta Hippolyta is the queen of the Amazons in okay like classic mythology that Antiope is a different mythological character I believe um mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember some of the other ones Philip and something Artemis is supposed to be a whole ass goddess Artemis is supposed to be a goddess so I'm not sure what the deal is with that <laughs> she got a downgrade um I also, like, I'm trying to think, there's a weird thing they're doing with Zeus in this, right? I guess in both the movie and the this book, um, where they're like, Zeus is this, like, almost uh, Christian version of God, right? He's basically just... What? No, okay, stay with me. Stay with okay. me. Okay, no. I understand that news. it's pantheistic. I don't know anything about DC is the thing. They're still pantheistic, but they make Zeus basically the only god that really matters. He's the almighty father in, like, a very mm. um, patriarchal way. And mm. he's, like, like... Zeus is the one who wrote this god. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but there's, like, this whole thing with, like, he created everything. He created humans. And then Ari, which I don't that think that's... Godlike, yeah. I'm pretty sure the, sure the Greek... Uh, 
idea of the creation of man is like all of the gods contribute something because that makes some amount of sense. Um, but in this, it's like just Zeus. And uh, he he's like all kind and benevolent and all knowing. And we don't get into the fact that he's aggressively horny, which again makes me feel like this book is like anti-horny because like cheating on Hera. Yeah. How are you going to have this like incredibly horny mythological character and not even mention how horny he is? That's wild. Um, (laughs) So yeah, like that's his vibe in mythology. And I feel like in most adaptations, except, you know, the Disney Hercules where we can't have him be too horny. So we just turn him into a bumbling goofball dad. Um, (laughs) But then like, in this, they ha- like think about the Zeus that is portrayed in this book, right? Like, mm-hmm. and the movie. There is an understanding that other gods exist, but we don't see any of them, right? Right. They don't have any effect. It's just like Zeus fighting the battle against Lucifer, which is Ares. It's very like Christian. It's very. It's extremely, yeah. Yeah, like when you break it, it's very like not understanding how the greek like culture viewed deities and viewing it through a very modern lens of like there's this one deity and Mm -hmm. he's the real deity who you really need to worry about (laughs) he's the one in charge and he made everybody yeah and then like basically wonder woman is jesus right where it's like (laughs) yeah oh my god right like it's so weird that this is this is the vibe but it is and i'm like what is serpent i just feel like it's such a weird choice because i don't think i think in the comics version, they're, like, created by Aphrodite or something. I don't know. But it's not this. Like, it's not this, like, there's Zeus's perfect, again, like, immaculately conceived women, Isle of Women. <laughs> like, legit. Yeah, they literally come out of the water fully formed and just start kicking ass. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I, now I'm, like, making connections. Okay, so, like, Hippolyta is Mary, right? Like, she's. Yeah. Totally just got pregnant from immaculate conception. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, she um, herself is created without original sin, which is like the Catholic Mary, right? Because she was supposedly born without original sin, which like is Mm, big and contentious mm -hmm. in Christianity. Um, Mm. So you've got like this this woman who is like emerging from the sea in order to fulfill a divine purpose and that divine purpose turns out to be to have a child in order to defeat the adversary of the one true god right so this is like this super christian version of wonder woman but like not it's very weird i didn't even notice it's terrifying (laughs) the propaganda like it's so weird that is strange it is yeah well especially when you think about how like Hippolyta like lied to Diana at first and she's like I created you from the the mud and dirt and like isn't that how Adam was formed mm-hmm. yes mm. I mean that also there's a lot of like um I think actually in the Greek creation of man it is like dirt and the spit of the gods or something a mm. lot of well, creation that Christianity yeah would steal that <laughs> well I was gonna say a lot it's one of those things like the flood story that a lot of cultures have in common and it's just like ooh, you can point at this and be like oh that means there was a great one big flood at some point and it's like no it means that things flooded a lot like yeah so it obviously real fear for people so again with the <laughs> the men being created by clay or dirt or mud it's like Ooh, well, there's some truth behind this. It's like, yeah, the truth is that clay and dirt and mud were one of the first, like, objects that people used to make. Like, you know? like bricks were made. Right. So 
people read into that of like, oh, that means mm-hmm. that there's some. De- it's like no, they're they're building blocks. A lot of cultures used clay. <laughs> like, come on. No, the deeper meaning is we're all golems. We're all golems. Um, so basically this, this serves as like an introduction to like why the Amazons were created. Zeus created them. Um, so once Zeus created humans and Ares got jealous and was like, I'm going to make the humans be bitter, nasty little things that fight each other all the time. And Zeus was like, no, my baby is my perfect creations. And Ares was like, no, pay attention to me, your real son. Sorry to harp on this, but again, this is a very like Christian understanding of how, like evil exists right of like Mm -hmm. that people were created perfectly in the image of a god and then sinned and became bad right versus like the greek uh understanding of deities right which was more like we are imperfect so of course god the gods would have to be imperfect too which is why greek gods are like very very flawed you know um can't have that in our modern christianity right like we can't have imperfect gods they have to be good gods who want humans to do good things and bad gods who want humans to do bad things it's like that's not how this this is just a very it's such weird vibes it's such yeah. weird vibes it's very interesting um so zeus created the amazons to fight Ares and to teach humans about love again and essentially like they they managed to get to a point where zeus injured Ares really bad and he like disappeared but they're like and someday he'll be back and we have to and it was our duty to kill him with this god killer weapon and it's like the sword they have on display and diana's like yeah one day i'm gonna wield that bitch so she grows up and she trains like her mom doesn't want her to train at first but then she does anyway and diana becomes the strongest of the amazonian women cool um and then one day as as they're doing like a mock fight this plane crashes into their island it's just weird because they don't even know what planes are um and diana goes to check it out and inside the plane is this really hunky guy named chris pine he's got blue eyes the bluest blue eyes i also felt like i was gonna bring this up way later in the episode and i feel like i'm dumping everything really early here and i'm just gonna be quiet for the back half but uh, (laughs) because you mentioned they don't know what planes are there is a part later on where and also here we're basically Diana knows all languages, right? Yes, every single one, even modern ones. So, okay, but she doesn't know some words, and she doesn't, like, she knows the words. She does know the words, but doesn't know what they apply to. Is that, because it's like, she she knows the word piano, and then figures out what a piano is, and yeah. she's like, oh, it's a piano, tickling the ivories. And I'm like, where she's did like, you, is it, is this magic that they know all languages? Is that <laughs> what it is yeah yeah like they they downloaded every single idiom in every language into her brain right like i don't know what they're gonna mean until i go out in the world because i was like i was like okay so they they learn languages that makes sense they would learn like greek and that's about you know like attic greek and ionic greek and that would probably be about it but okay yeah sure maybe they they learn some other like uh uh English for convenience. English, sake. old English or something, whatever. But like, yeah, no, she know she knows Sumerian and Macedonian, uh-huh. and, and also like, like Chinese, German. which I don't know what specific language you mean by that. But um, yeah, the book just says she speaks Chinese, right? Okay, um, okay. <laughs> and uh, modern English, and it's like, 
okay, well, how do you know all this this stuff? But then yeah. at one point she gets confused by the word breakfast. And I'm like, girl, how did but you, you figure tickling the ivories? How did you figure out tickling the ivories? But breakfast, you had to like stop and pause. <laughs> what? <laughs> what could that mean? To break their fast? <laughs> right? Like mm. it's pretty, that's a pretty literal one. Yeah, yeah. So Diana saves Steve from his plane that has crashed and bad news bears some German soldiers had followed him into this hidden island area somehow and they've got big ships and big guns and they start shooting women up. They're dying. They've never they've never come across weaponry like this, but they soon they soon learn how to defend themselves. They kill all the Germans and then they take Steve hostage because Steve is wearing German uh soldier stuff soldier garb pilot and pilot and uniform like, yeah whatever <laughs> he looks like a german and they're like why were you fighting against your kinsmen he's like no i'm american but i fight for the british i know this is confusing to you they also understand the concept of uniforms clearly yeah yeah and the different like well i guess it, they are kind of like a militaristic society so i guess like the different titles make sense to them. yeah like, but like if somebody if i okay I'm just trying to put myself in an Amazon shoes right now, which isn't hard. Um, <laughs> I, if I live on this island and I've never seen other people before mm-hmm. and someone shows up in clothes that look completely different from my clothes mm-hmm. and then like 10 other people show up with the same type of clothes as him. You would just think him, that's what everyone wears. Exactly. I would just yeah. be like, this is the style now. Not like, ah, it's a uniform. <laughs> ah, yes. And he's clearly not belonging in one or something. like <laughs> Right? Like, yeah. Especially if they're fighting against each other. I wouldn't be like, ah, this outfit indicates that they are all on the same side of a war. It's interesting that he's fighting against them. I would be like, huh, they're all wearing, (laughs) I guess, what people wear now. Yeah. Should I get one of those outfits to fit in? (laughs) (laughs) And that's how somebody shows up in the mascara a few years later and finds everybody dressed in World War I. Uh, German uniforms. Hilarious. (laughs) So many skulls. Keeping up with the times. (laughs) Um, The Amazonians use the lasso of truth to learn what's really going on with Steve. Basically, he's he's an American who's working as a spy for the British during World War One. Um, he's like, yeah, war is terrible. It, we're calling it the war to end all wars because shit's really bad. Um, lots of lots of Europe is destroyed. Also, there's like these things with like the gas and stuff. Um, and and this woman named Doctor Poison who's making gases that like will attack people even if they're wearing gas masks. And she's kind of in league with this guy named General Ludendorff or Ludendorff. Ludendorff. There's only one end in that one. Ludendorff. Um, so I got to get to London and give them this little notebook that I stole before I blew up their, their poison base. Which was uh, in Germany, right? The first one was in Germany, but then the second one's in Belgium. Okay. But so yeah. if the first one's in Germany mm-hmm. and he's flying back to London when he gets shot down, mm. how do he end up near Greece? <laughs> I think he was, they were just chasing him. I don't he know. That's a long way take off. the worst possible route. Yeah. He was like, if I go the long way, maybe they'll think I came from Italy. But, like, (laughs) they know they're at war with England. It's not like like he's going to get back. He could have been a spy for anyone. It's not like he's going to get back to London and the Germans following him are going to be like, oh, my my God, he's working for the English. Who would have guessed it? (laughs) 
what were you doing down in Greece, baby? Either that or this is implying that the secret island of Themyscira is like somewhere in the English Channel. It's in the English Channel. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Heaven on Earth. <laughs> um. So Diana hears all this and she gets it into her head that she must leave this island to kill Ares, who she thinks is Ludendorff. Uh, so that she can stop the war to end all wars. Um, her mom is like, okay, but if you leave our special island, you can never return to us. You make me so sad this day. And Diana's like, sorry, mom. And she takes the lasso and the god killer sword and she bounces with Steve. They head to London. Um, there's some stuff here like, LOL, Diana's so surprised at like pollution and <laughs> dirty London and stuff. Cool. They do a fashion show. Um, where they get London, or they get Diana into modern clothing, and she looks hot as hell. Mm-mm. Did was it just me, or did this book dwell a lot on Diana's looks? It, yeah, it, she was always described very like heart-stoppingly gorgeous, and I'm like, everything was that in the original script? Do we think, or was that? A choice? I think we were just supposed to see Gal Gadot and be like, oh, yeah. I guess. But I'm just like, I don't know. It felt like such a weird choice to fixate on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned a lot like the most beautiful woman ever seen by any human with their eyes. Yeah. Just beautiful. She could wear a potato sack and be hot. I'd fuck her. But see, again, nobody's explicitly horny for her. They're no. just like, she's beautiful. She's so yeah. beautiful. Like an untouchable sort yes. of like, we are not worthy. Yes, which is why I'm like, this Except book is aggressively Chris unhorny. <laughs> Chris Pine dares to cross that line. Right. But even he isn't like, God, she's so hot. He's like, she's the most beautiful angel, God, she's angel baby who yeah. has ever graced me with her presence. And I just want to watch her kill men all day. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But (laughs) but also a little it's weird that I'm advocating for more horniness from the men. But I feel like a Mm. little horniness wouldn't have been on untoward here. (laughs) Everyone was so respectful. Yes. Too respectful. So respectful. Steve takes Diana to like the home office or whatever to report about his findings. And we meet Sir Patrick who looks like some sort of political war leader guy, like some lord. I don't know. Um, and Steve is like, hey, we have to go and find these gas labs that the Germans have created before they're able to finish their poison that will kill everybody. And all the British lords are like, good heavens, no, we're signing an armistice soon. Uh, and Steve is like, um, okay, cool. And he leaves. And Diana's like, what the fuck, Steve? Like, I thought we, we came here to kill Ares and stop a war. You you just, like, rolled over the first chance you got. I fucking hate you, Steve, and you're a coward. And Steve is like, hush, you beautiful, naive idiot. I was lying to them. <laughs> Not only am I good-looking, but I am suave, debonair liar. We're going to Belgium to find these gas production labs. And she's like, how do I know you're not lying to me? And he's like, good thing we have this convenient truth lasso. Yeah. So we don't have to do any sort of Tie like, me up, baby. We don't have to do any sort of deep character introspection here about like who you should trust and who you shouldn't. We're just we're just going to do that. We're just going to throw the truth lasso at it. We That's, can just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Might as well. It's convenient. <laughs> Diana 
believes in Steve and she's also like, cool, well, can you just like drop me off at the front lines? I need to find Ares and kill him. And Steve is like, um, sure. <laughs> he does not believe that Ares exists. He doesn't really know what to make of Diana, though, at this point. So he's just like, whatever. Like, we'll take her to the front line. She'll get scared and then she'll come with us. It's fine. Whatever. So they go to the seedier area of London and Steve meets up with his friends Sammy and Charlie, who both work undercover missions with him, but like don't matter at all to the story mm-hmm. in the book. Um, Steve is like, hey, I have no money to pay you with, but Sir Patrick shows up and he's like, actually, I've got your funding right here. Enjoy Belgium, boys. And Diana. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the front lines where they pick up another friend named Chief who is a smuggler. But, like, he doesn't really smuggle. He just, like, gives people things for free. I don't know. It's, like, characterization, I guess. Um, They get to the front lines. Diana is, like, super shocked by all the war stuff she sees. She's like, oh, my gosh, people are hurt and they're crying and they look so unhappy. I need to, like, save everybody right now. And Steve is like, no, girl, keep your eye on the prize. Bigger picture. We got to go after the main threat. Stop all these smaller threats. Which works until they get to the trenches and a woman from a small village called like Veld or something who's begging for help because enemy forces like Germans are there destroying their village and enslaving all of the women and children and Diana loses her shit. She cannot abide slavery. Apparently. Not women and children. A concept yeah. that I on a island with only one gender and literally no children except myself. And only definitely, one <laughs> Definitely that has been instilled in me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt. This is like really a trigger for her, isn't it? And it's not like, oh, the men. She's like, no, I don't care about them. It's the women and children right. being enslaved. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, like it, it's again, it's this gender thing. It's like it's weird that you have such a strong concept of like women need to be protected. Yeah. When you're from a race of women warriors yeah. like why aren't you, you might like not even know that men are capable of doing anything yeah like literally the what a only, blessing the only story she has of the outside world is like the world of men so that's kind of putting that gender there the world of men needs our protection and needed yeah. our help and it's like to teach them about love why isn't she like Again, this is such a weird take for me for to be like, she should be like, fuck the women. But she should be like, fuck the women, right? She should be like, surely yeah. the women can take care of themselves, you know? Yeah. And she there was like a couple lines in the book, especially when in London. And she was like, these don't look like good clothes for women yeah. to kick ass in. But it's like more in regards to her wearing them than like the idea yeah. of other women, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's very strange that that doesn't get delved this, into that she's... This woman stepped out of an all like all women like powerful warrior women society and immediate was like gender norms i got it yeah exactly like <laughs> i not, understand fully not for me of course i'm no. too powerful for them i'm above but this for the rest of you bitches makes sense i see you with your crying children and your laundry no i yeah it makes sense <laughs> and your weak forearms <laughs> not me i got bracers <laughs> What are you going to do if someone shoots at you? Deflect them with your fingernails? I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe you can use that cast iron pan you use to cook your husband dinner every night. (laughs) Get back to the kitchen. That's where you belong. Like, it's weird. The king told me so. (laughs) Um, So... 
Diana loses her shit and crosses no man's land. She's like deflecting all these bullets with her little arm bracers. And like first just Steve and his buddies follow her. But then I guess the rest of the army does. I don't know. They capture the enemy trench. This was kind of a cool scene in the movie. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's, this is all that happens. They capture the enemy trench and then they liberate the village of Veld. And there's like fight scenes. Cool. Um, hooray. They've saved one small village. Kind of. <laughs> They have a little celebration in the village. Steve and Diana, fuck or don't fuck. I don't know, but they're in love now. They have a pact. They have a pact, and that pact shall never be broken. True. I mean, it makes sense. Every warlock I've ever played. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You are notoriously horny for your patron. For my patrons. Let's not analyze this. (laughs) I don't want to know what it says about me. Uh, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good, certainly. This is why I don't play warlocks. I simply play clerics who have a, a adversarial relationship with their god, obviously. Mm-hmm. I can see where that comes from. <laughs> uh, they then learn about a gala that Dr. Poison and General Ludendorff, Luden, yeah, Ludendorff, I said that right. Yeah, I General so. Ludendorff are going to be present for and Diana is like, great, let's infiltrate. And Steve is like, uh, just me, thanks. Can't have you killing people. This is a mission that requires subtlety. Um, so Steve acquires a German soldier uniform. And with the help of Sammy, who has, like, liberated a limo from the Germans, they enter the party. Diana's like, fuck that. And she steals a dress, knocks out a fancy woman, and steals her clothes. <laughs> she okay. and also infiltrates the party. This was the most absurd line of the book. And I actually went and looked up the screenplay to compare mm-hmm. how this was handled. Um, and it's also absurd in the screenplay. But in the book, she puts the fucking sword down the back of her dress. And it's yes. like, it looks. Little booty. Yeah. And she's like, it looks like it's just part of the decoration of the dress and in the screenplay they say like in the thing like oh he sees her walk in because they don't describe her finding the dress as much um Mm -hmm. when steve sees her walk in she's got the sword down the back of her dress and it looks like a piece of jewelry anyone who has seen this movie is aware that that is no, it doesn't look like that. It looks like she's got a sword down the back of <laughs> Let her dress. Let me look at the outfit again real quick. I just, I simply don't know what anyone was picturing when they wrote this, but the costume department did not get the memo, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, like the fucking handle is uh-huh. sticking out the back uh-huh. of her dress. Now, I could see, here's here's how I could see this working. For the jewelry thing, if it was high-backed, and just the top was sticking out the back, then it could be like part of a necklace, right? Yeah. But you'd have to have the rest of the necklace for that to work. For it to be part of the dress, like it says in the book, if it was like a sheer mesh back, then it could maybe look like there was some embroidery going on in the yeah, design no. in the back. But no, it's like an open back with a sword sticking out of it, and it just looks like a sword sticking out of a dress. <laughs> and I don't know how she's walking because that sword is going to be like nipping at little parts of her, like the backs of her thighs and her butt yeah. every step she takes. <laughs> it just seems incredibly uncomfortable. And also, I don't know how she would draw that because you'd have to like pull it up higher than your head, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why sword back sword holders are usually at an angle right so you can pull it out if you're going up she's giving herself a haircut it's got to be a really short sword which we know it isn't (laughs) and then she's like dancing with the guy so she does end up dancing with general ludendorff and like 
how does he not feel the sword? <laughs> like, oh, this is a blade that goes all the way down your body. Do you have a sword in your dress or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> I don't think you know how women are built, Dr. Ludendorff. <laughs> I don't do not have blades on our backs when we get horny. <laughs> I mean, his his love interest has the mechanical face, so maybe he just thinks that mm, everybody has true. mechanical bits. True, all women are androids. <laughs> it's our biggest secret. Do not tell. <laughs> Where are your mechanical bits? Mine are in my kneecaps. <laughs> I have little daggers in each of my fingertips. Dope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So inside the gala, Steve is trying to flirt with Dr. Poison for information. But then as soon as Diana walks in, he's like looking at her like the goddess she is. And Dr. Poison is like, ah, I see you're horny for another woman. And then the flirtation (laughs) fails. (laughs) And then Diana gets caught up dancing with Ludendorff, who says a lot of things that he's like, I love war. War sure is great. I'm so horny for war and power over humans. Humans are stupid. I need to control them with war. And she's like, gotta be Ares. You know, if I had another name besides Ludendorff, it would be something like Mars or Ares. (laughs) I think those really suit me, don't you? (laughs) And she's about to pull out her sword to kill him, but then Steve is there. Ugh, Steve. Steve. Cock block. Uh, Ludendorff and Dr. Poison sneak away and they set off a missile containing that super strong gas, kind of like as a demonstration of power here at this gala. Because I get, okay, so they don't want Germany to, uh, surrender. They don't want an armistice sign. They want to poison the entire world and then take control of it. Um, and they have already killed a bunch of like higher ups in the German government that were going to sign the armistice. And so this is like kind of their next step is like, they have this demonstration of power. So the missile is aimed at Veld. Vled? Oh, my God. What was the name of it? Veld. Yeah, Veld. <laughs> the missile is aimed at Veld and destroys the village, kills all the people. Sad. Diana's livid. She's, like, so mad at Steve the idiot who stopped her from killing the god of war at a fancy dress party. You killed so all you? of the women and children. All how of the women and children you? especially. Mm. Terrible. Uh, so... Charlie, Sammy, and Chief were like, Ludendorff went that way. And Steve and Diana follow him to, like, an airport. (laughs) And essentially, the Germans are going to load up a plane with a bunch of gas missiles, and they're going to launch it at London. Ah. So here's the part of the book where I was like, I am now uncomfortable with Wonder Woman. (laughs) Okay. And her politics. Because... What'd she do? So she's like... Oh, they're going to bomb London. It will be so bad because this little island, no one will be able to escape. It's an island nation. That's an island. And they're going to bomb it. And that's bad that they're bombing it. And it's going to kill many people indiscriminately. And Mm -hmm. I must stop it. And then I had to be like, hmm, girl, where were you during World War II? Because this exact scenario played out then. Baby girl. (laughs) Yeah, for someone who claims to love humanity as much as she does, she yeah. really lets them get away with a lot of shit. It's like... There's a lot of wars between that and when uh-huh, 1984 happened. Uh-huh. And I mean, I get... Like, because I think she's supposed to be, like, in mourning and too sad to do stuff. Yeah, I think it's 1984. Okay. No, it's not. That's the book. It can't be 1984. That's what I was thinking. Is it 1985? But it is 1984. It is? That's so weird. Anyway. It is weird. It's probably, course. like, a dual meaning. There's... I mean, if I was writing 1984, there would be, like, some sort of government surveillance thing in that, too. But I don't know if there is because I haven't seen the movie. I think um, there was. Okay, there Maybe you go. Not. That's probably what it was. Remember. Who knows? Doesn't matter. 
<laughs> the point being, even if she was really so, so sad about the end of this movie and just couldn't bring herself to help humanity again, which doesn't really seem to be the vibe, but like it's, I guess, I guess that's what we're going with. Like it's really uncomfortable that she's like learned this lesson because again, the rest of this movie plays out in a way of like, yes, it is the right thing to do to stop bombings of innocent people. Yeah. Especially on island nations. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, it. it's like. But then, yeah, World War II mm-hmm. ended. There was a very specific bombing of an island nation that did go off. And two of them. Two, two of in them. fact. And it's kind of the whole, like, why didn't the vampire stop 9-11 thing that always comes up with any vampire why media, but especially they? Twilight. They personally responsible <laughs> well, for the World Trade Center. Especially Twilight because of the, like, uh, uh, fact that they have precognition in that right so like yeah alice you should have said something should have got on that but it's the same thing here right it's like where she's so surely surely she should have been like yeah this is bad this book she jumps out her window to stop like a fucking fire right fire truck could handle fire and also like even before the bombing thing if we're gonna like okay so we have a very clear parallel with that and then it gets into like, okay, there was a lot of other atrocities going on during World War II. What were you doing then, girl? What? Because like the the, yeah. the prologue and epilogue of this book. I mean, I know I'm getting ahead, but it's you know Batman After drops the off Justice a League, yeah right? Batman drops yeah. off a picture and is like, hey, I know about your he he's not actually I found you. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> check it out. Here's a picture of you with Steve Trevor and these other dudes in World War One, right? Your boyfriend was hot. Yeah, and he she's like oh, thank you for bringing him back. And that, like, it seems to imply that after Steve Trevor, spoiler alert, dies, she's like, I'm too sad to do superhero things. And then she gets the picture back and goes to do Justice League, right? Like, that seems to be the implication. So... But we know in 1984 she was doing stuff. Exactly. So then that creates this whole issue of, like, what, why, what were you... And I mean, I don't how, know. How involved does Diana remain to be in history? Uh-huh. Yes. Like, what did she learn from this? Like, she's like, oh, I helped the village of Vel, but then it got destroyed anyway. So, like. I mean, I definitely think she takes away know. the message of she should be saving stuff, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just. It's, it's weird. It brings up a lot of unfortunate questions, I think, about yes. what Wonder Woman was up to. Well, she's only one woman, I guess. Maybe she was busy that day. She had to wash her hair. She had to pick up her dry cleaning. Couldn't quite make it over to Pearl Harbor or Japan or, or you know, Poland. Yeah, there were a lot <laughs> of... Was just... And that at that point, it feels like she had to be willfully ignoring it, Will- right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'm tired. My boyfriend got iced in the My last one. Dead. I don't want to be I involved. I can't you guys are doing this war thing again after I killed Ares. Like, this is just didn't unbelievable. She, didn't she learn anything? Or are we saying the DC Universe didn't have any World War II? I feel like the DC Universe had World War II. I don't know. I've I not read, I've recall. not seen evidence of it as someone who has not read any DC comics. <laughs> someone let us know. What is the situation with DC? Why didn't, like, why didn't sure, Wonder Woman stop the Holocaust? I'm sure in the like comic books, there's probably is a story of what there she was up to, to during be. World War II, right? Yeah, you can't just drop this origin story on us and be like, and then the rest of history played out exactly the same, even though there was the super strong woman who can do anything. Uh, 
that could have stopped it and actually it was her duty to stop it <laughs> well and i mean i'm trying to think when was wonder when did wonder woman like f- when was she first published right like mm. let me see real quick wonder woman 1941 so like During she was probably fighting nazis in the comics right i would hope you know if she was being published in 1941 yeah. like come yeah. on but the fact that this the film canon <laughs> kind of skips over that stuff is like I need to see. I need to, I need yeah. all of the in-between movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, Diana gets into a fight with General Ludendorff, and she kills him with the God Killer sword. But OMG, like, it doesn't stop everyone from being under the influence of Ares. Like, she thinks if she kills Ares, everyone is immediately going to stop doing what they're doing and then just, like, hug it out because they're all going to be friends again. Diana goes into a state of shock, realizing, like, hey, maybe humans just fucking suck and they deserve to kill each other, and I should let this plane fly off and destroy London. She's thinking it out. Meanwhile, the menfolk are trying to stop the plane from taking off. It is determined the only way to do so... Well, they can't. The only the only way to, to like, prevent mass death in London is for Steve to fly the plane up really high into the air and then explode it himself with him in it. Very sad. Um... Diana, she's still in shock. Sir Patrick shows up. And guess what? He was Aries the whole time, you guys. Okay. Think, yeah. <laughs> I I can't remember how I felt about this reveal in the movie, but I just didn't care in this book. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. They didn't okay. do a lot of like, they were like, oh, well, it makes sense because he was like pushing us in the direction. Like good guys are always predictable. So he pushed us in the right direction to like make all this stuff happen. But like also Aries knowing that Diana is like designed to kill him like why would why would you risk it man yeah why wouldn't you just send her to like south america i mean i <laughs> feel you like gotta stop the war there girl i feel like he's trying to pull a sister's grim here you know the classic mm-hmm. thing that we all recognize and mm-hmm. have her you know this is like a test to see if she can go evil to join him right yeah because he does try to sway her he is the serpent in her little garden right so diana's jesus and eve yes of course. And or or just Jesus and Satan, because Satan also did tempt Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. That is true. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not, not up to my Bible. Yeah, I'm it's a whole, that's like the whole stories. Lent part is when he was wandering out in the desert and then uh, Satan was like, what up, homie? Would Wouldn't you like it be- some water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm, this Gatorade's so good. <laughs> this Gatorade is so good right now. I bet you'd love some Gatorade. a whole orange cooler of it right here. You want some? <laughs> it's the blue flavor. <laughs> uh yeah so i guess that's why he didn't just send her off so that this could all be a biblical allegory but yeah apparently so yeah aries is like diana look you see you see how bad the humans are they're losers they don't deserve you or me let's join forces and just like fuck shit up we'd be so powerful also, that sword you got, not the god killer. You know who the god killer is? It's you, Diana. You're a goddess. You're a daughter of Zeus. Hey, Zeus maybe. Zeus fucked your mom. Maybe also don't tell her that, though. Like, that yeah. seems like the real misstep here. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it, it be better to let her think that the sword is the god killer? And then break it. And then break it. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, well, join me or perish. And you failed, Diana. So now you have to work for Ares. Right. Mm-hmm. Aries is a dumb villain. Very much so. 
Um, they fight for a while. Diana gets beat up. In the middle of this, Steve, like, comes running up to her. And he's like, Diana, goodbye. I love you. My plan is to blow myself up in the sky, in this plane. Take my watch that my grandfather gave me. It means a lot to me, but it's not really mentioned that much. And Diana's like, what? I can't hear you. There's explosions. What'd you say? And Steve is just like, peace, girl. And he gets in the plane and blows up. And then the watch stops. And then the watch stops. OMG. Diana, grief-stricken. Again, Aries is like, here, here's Dr. Poison. Here's the woman that uh, is to blame for everything that happened. You should kill her. Kill her and join me. And Diana's like, no, I love her instead. And then they fight, but this time Diana remembers about love. And then she beats Aries. So the, the moral of the story <laughs> is violence is good as long as you also love things at the same time. Yes. If you love the violence. No. <laughs> if if you, you love those you perpetuate violence for, it's A-OK. It's good. It's but good violence. But if you just want to do violence because you're horny for violence, that's no good. That's very bad, and that mm-hmm. makes you a weapon, or that makes you a enemy to God. Yeah. And Jesus. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this is the the newer testament. <laughs> Wonder Woman 2017, the newer the testament. The newest testament. Because <laughs> I think technically Book of Mormon is the newer one. And okay. this is newest. The newest, yeah. Yes. New and improved Bible 2.0. Mm-hmm. What we were all waiting for. <laughs> this time with more Greek influence. This time, well, I mean, the original Bible had a lot of Greek influence. More Let me obvious. tell you about the mystery cults, my friend. <laughs> all right, yeah. And then that's pretty much the end. We do get like a little bit of like, like we've already covered Wonder Woman's like, thanks, Batman. You really made me remember about this boy I loved. And that's it. That's it. Who does the fandom ship with Wonder Woman? Like, um, is I it? feel like there's a lot of Batman Wonder Woman and a lot of Wonder Woman Superman, Superman from, mm. like, not the DC. F- like, I feel like that's more like the Justice League animated series. I think there's kind of like a thing with that. Personally, yeah. I think Wonder Woman is gay, so it's yeah. fine. I feel like she's very queer-coded. I mean, even in this book, she's like... And in the movie, she's like, oh, men aren't required for sexual pleasure. It's like, okay, yeah. I get it, girl. Which yeah. might be why I'm like, I don't see her being very horny towards anyone. Um, she does a lot of smizing the entire movie. And it's I kind of Gal Gadot's move, right? Yes. And I feel like this movie, I was also making note of in this book, how ver- once we get away from the Amazons, how very few women matter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, it's just Diana. (laughs) Aside from, like, the women who need to be protected and Steve's secretary. And I'm like, okay, all right. (sighs) I remember being so pumped for this movie when it came out because I was like. I enjoyed it when it came out, I think. But, yeah, revisiting it, it's kind of like, oh. It's. I think if I watched it again, because I did watch a couple scenes, specifically the dress scene, just to make sure I wasn't, you know, wrong about how incredibly like a sword that sword looked. Um, I, like, I feel like I just it, can't imagine walking with a whole blade down whole your back sword. like that. I feel like the movie is probably still good. Uh, I definitely think it's better than the book because action scenes are more fun to watch than read. But, you know, they're both fine. Yeah. 
I will say they're probably, I mean, I haven't seen The Batman yet mm-hmm. um, with Robert Pattinson. Our Pats, yeah. Yeah. And Miss um, Kravitz. This was one of the better DC movies I'd seen, I think. Yeah. But I mean, lots of things were better than Aquaman. <laughs> so Lots of things are better than Aquaman. <laughs> I just feel like this is a space I can be honest in fully. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone here will disagree with the statement. Even people who like Aquaman, I don't think they would disagree with the statement, lots of things are better than mm. Aquaman. <laughs> Are there hardcore Aquafan, Aquaman, Aqua fans? Are there hardcore Aqua fans out there? Because I have, like, who is like, I, my favorite superhero is Aquaman. I feel like Aquaman is sort of the Hufflepuff of the Justice League in okay, which, like, yeah. people have started to claim it as, like, oh. Look at my unproblematic fave. Yeah. And, like, oh. Quirky. Yes, yes. Or, or, um. I just want to have friends. I just want to be friends with fish. I don't. I don't yeah. want to worry about all this. LOL, like, I'm a mermaid. Yeah, like I feel like yeah. that's kind of the Aquaman vibe. And I know Aquaman fans that he has some like he grim, dark stuff, stuff in some of the comics. But like, yeah. whatever. And sometimes looks like Jason Momoa. I'm not yeah. saying I mean, I why get are it. people Jason Momoa fans because that's obvious. But why are people? We're Aquaman talking. Fans? I feel like we're talking about the, the blonde one. The blonde the, Aquaman. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like people are fans if they're like, I somehow, like, I feel like it's almost like a, a fan, an I like an ironic fandom sort of thing of like, oh, Aquaman's my favorite. <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? My favorite of the DC? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I know so few of them. I guess like. Like, I want to be edgy and be like, I like Harley Quinn and Poison mm. Ivy. Like, I like the Nash. villains of the Batman. I feel like um, Batman has the most iconic villains for sure. Truly. Um, I really enjoy the animated Batman series. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably my favorite DC thing. I have not seen the new Harley Quinn show, mm. the animated one that's got the F words in it. I haven't yeah. seen that. Um. But yeah, Batman animated series is my fave. Who do you like? Oh, the Wonder Twins, of course. Oh, yeah. That's it for this episode. <laughs> I will not be uh, taking questions at this No, time. actually, like in all reality, I think probably the most DC fandom thing I ever got into was like the Teen Titans animated series. Oh, I, think I forgot was, about Teen yeah, Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <sighs> my girl Starfire. Anyway. Um, I was thinking Raven. But I get Raven it. Starfire is, was the red. I was going to say Raven is aspirational. Starfire is I'm horny for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Next week, <laughs> we are going to be wrapping up our uh, His Dark Materials mini unit yes. with His Dark Materials number three, the Amber, Amber Spyglass. I had to, knife again. I had to go through in my head. I was like, Sudden Life Golden Compass. Okay, we've done both of those. And it's kind of a chunk of a book. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it on my bookshelf. I'm like, oh, it's the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. So be prepared for that. Got, sorry, religion heavy back to back here. Fantastic. Back to back to back. This Three is really just row. becoming me talking about religions podcast, mm-hmm. which is all I ever wanted. <laughs> you've you've trapped me here now i can't it's what four years now we've been doing this maybe five i don't remember i think five. Oh, who could say who could say 
impossible to know. And I um, can't leave now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then the week after that, we'll be wrapping up our literary submitted grab bag unit uh, with, a, with a suggestion from listener Arthur, who suggested a couple books, one of which, uh, The Kiss Question by Helen Huang, I've already read. Um, it's great. I love it. And uh, they also suggested Recursion by Blake Crouch, uh, which we are going to be reading in two weeks. Yeah. In the meantime, if you have a book or a unit you would like us to cover on the podcast, you can tweet at us at ShuffleWareCast or email us ShuffleWareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, other, otherwise we're going to... We're going to send Aquaman to your house. Exactly. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> if you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. And if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Nancy Holder, I had no father. My mother sculpted me from clay. I was brought to life by Zeus. Well, that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running our room. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> this is going to go really well. <laughs> I meant to say I'm now recording and then change to also recording and then I just gave up. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did a big <laughs> yawn first and it got my mouth all jumbled. <laughs> Disaster.